And welcome back to the Doubleheader Podcast. I am Ian Nickel. Joining me now through Zoom because of Snowmageddon, we have Brody Myers and we have the Hutchins twins, Ben and Sam. Fellas, how you doing? You staying warm? Yes, sir. How about you? I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my best. Ian, Ivor Hall is, uh, you know, we like it. It's uh, even on, even by my window, which is frosted over with ice, I can be in uh, shorts and a t-shirt and feel just fine up here. So I'm, I'm grateful. Ivor Hall is nice and warm. It's no surprise hey. that it's no surprise that Ivor Hall has good defense against the snow. <laughs> hey, at least we you're not Village C. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's 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 not good. Shout out to our friend Adam Engel, who lives out there in Village C. I uh, oh, feel man. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible for them. If you, in case you guys don't know, Village C, uh, like the first floor was just flooded um, because I think a fire alarm went off and a couple of lights broke. I believe that's what I heard. Yeah, from what I understand, a, a pipe burst. And that's why like the fire alarm got called. And, and yeah, it, it was like a compounding thing there. One thing happened and uh, all heck was breaking loose. Oh man, that's gotta suck. That's uh, getting that's told a, that your room is flooded. Is oh, that's I was gonna be say, getting, getting told your room is flooded is never. There's never a great time for it. But if you have to go outside and you know kind of stand on the curb for a little bit in this snow, it's uh, probably rubs it in a little bit, kicking a man while he's down. Oh no, for sure. I mean, we recently we had like a fire uh, drill. And it was like, you know, like 30 degrees. It's not as bad as it is now, but you had to run out there in the cold. You're like, all right, great, great timing, guys. Great timing. So let's stick with softball. Um, Eric Trump put out a tweet that said 2-0. I assume he was talking about OSU softball record uh, because (laughs) that's what it currently is. Uh, With a couple of wins and that best of Bayou classic. Uh, they beat Arkansas 12 to 11, and they beat Louisiana Tech 8 to 0. There were three other game or four other games scheduled. Uh, they all got canceled, probably because of weather down there. It's not that great down there either. So, what are you guys' takeaways from the two games the Cowgirls cow were, were able to play? Ian, uh, I think this season's going to be exciting. I think that's what we saw uh, here today on February 11th and 12th. Um, I guess the other takeaway could be. Uh, this season is going to be a little chaotic because as we'll get into, um, you can't always trust the schedule, at least uh, not far out because things change. But the two games that we have gotten to see, one that was kind of urgently scheduled last minute, the season over against Arkansas, a 12 to 11 win for the Cowgirls. So uh, that was um, a very exciting game. It wasn't on ESPN Plus. It wasn't on any channel. You just had to follow along on Twitter and stats broadcast. But I was doing my best to uh, kind of covered a little bit and write a little gamer story about that afterwards. So I got that. And then the Louisiana Tech game, uh, also part of the best on the Bayou Classic. Cowgirls won that 8-0, to zero, so a little more comfortable margin of victory. But uh, regardless, um, it, I think it's going to be a fun season just seeing how those two games played out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the three main pitchers, if not definitely two, if not three, all played in that game. Is that right, Sam? Uh, it was... Eberly, um, Eberly, Maxwell, and uh, let me pull up the recap to see. Eberly and uh, Maxwell, or yeah, um, what it was was 
Maxwell got the win. Uh, she closed out against Arkansas. Um, Logan Simunek, she kind of gave up. Um, sh- uh, she kind of gave up some runs that uh, let the Razorbacks back in the game. But Everly, uh, she pitched uh, the first three or four innings, I think, and gave up probably uh, three or four runs. So it was um, it, it was a probably a, a you know the showing that Maxwell and uh, Everly you know, we're probably accustomed to because that's a quality lineup that the Razorbacks are putting out. So there's no shame in giving up a few runs. Uh, Samunek should probably uh, want better starts down the road. But uh, I was especially impressed with Maxwell being in and able to come in in a clutch situation and pull out a win. And then you can tell uh, that may have built her confidence for the next game that she pitched where uh, she one hit the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. My point in that was how nice is it to have a pitching staff where you can roll all three girls out there and still feel like you're going to win the game. And, you know, I think if you followed it on Twitter, that 12 to 11 score maybe wasn't really indicative of the, of the whole seven innings. Um, uh, I think that's a real compliment to Coach Barfield and the whole pitching staff over at the softball team uh, in pulling that out. And, of course, Maxwell's one-hitter against La Tech. Started last year with a perfect game, this year with a one-hitter. She's hitting for the cycle almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brody, that's a good point. The You know, the way that the Cowgirls can – you know, not only is it to uh, have multiple arms and be able to keep people fresh, but also just uh, throw out different faces and get more experience. You know, Everly, she won't be here forever. So uh, it's good to be able to, you know, when you want to play someone else besides Everly, uh, it's good to be able to, you know, trot out other people that you think can get valuable experience and stuff, but also give you just as good a chance to win the ball game. Because really, you know, especially in this season, uh, that's the most important thing. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that I wish that game was on ESPN Plus because I would, I would have loved to see how great that game was and how the offense was clicking, and just how exciting that game was down the stretch. Uh, that one it. hitter. I would have watched what? it on a cell phone Facebook Live feed. If that was. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'll tell you, it was a little bit of a shock uh, seeing Oklahoma State uh, was up by seven or eight runs, I think, at one point. And then I got out of class and I was like, wow, uh, they're losing. So that was quite a little bit of a shock uh, after class. But uh, they weren't losing for long. They uh, got a they scratched a run across in the final frame. And uh, it was uh, it was it was a great, great win for the Cowgirls to open the season. Coach Gayeski put out a video on uh, postgame Twitter. Uh, kind of talking about the game, and he was happy. You know, anytime you can beat a ranked opponent to start the season, that can really set the tone for, you know, even though it's just one game, that can set the tone for a while. Yeah. No, for sure. You got to keep that momentum going, especially with all the cancellations that have been happening because of the snow. Uh, The Tracy Beard Classic, uh, they've had to push that back to Saturday, Sunday, and a little bit of Monday. Um, We have OSU taking on – Texas A&M Corpus Christi on Saturday now at 3.30 and then followed with a game against North Texas. All these are in Frisco. And then Sunday, another game against A&M Corpus Christi at 12.30 and then a game against uh, uh, Tarleton State at 3. On Monday, they have a doubleheader at Lamar in Beaumont, Texas. And then on Tuesday, they play McNeese State. How important is it to get those games in as early as the season is, you know, 
you want to avoid as many cancellations as possible. And you're still trying to like not test positive for the coronavirus. Very much so. Because, you know, their first goal is to uh, host a regional, hopefully a super regional. You got to think those top eight spots are going to be really tight. The top 10, maybe top 12 are really tight right now as the rankings sit today. And if you're looking at an eight seed who has a couple of extra games on the road, you know, in Louisiana versus a nine seed who maybe got a couple of COVID games canceled and only played three quarters of the road games, who do you think the NCAA is going to like better in that situation? It's it's really true. And I, I think what's interesting is, you know, these tournaments, uh, the best on the Bayou Classic or the Tracy Beard Invitational, uh, you can get a wide range of talent levels and, you know, teams from all over the country coming in. But uh, the one thing that stays the same is the geographical location. And it feels like the Cowgirls have given up on Louisiana. Uh, they kind of, you know, the best of the Bayou Classic. Uh, but like we said, I've seen pictures of snow on beaches in Galveston and whatnot. So I'm not exactly sure how Frisco, Texas will fare. Obviously, uh, that being um, a few days away, uh, hopefully the snow will melt in time. But the Cowgirls are done playing in Monroe, Louisiana. They were supposed to have seven games, but uh, or six games in there. But they got two in and won both of those. So I guess it's a successful trip. But now with uh, Cowgirls, will be traveling to Frisco. And uh, a little after that, like you said, Ian, Beaumont. So for the immediate future, the Cowgirls are, is Texas warmer than Louisiana? Do we know that? I couldn't tell you. I'll look up the weather right now, but I know the whole state um, takes away to turn on the lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, Louisiana is a little more humid. Yeah, in doing some research, you know, some early, early, early weather forecasting for uh, Obrey Stadium's opener um, coming up next Tuesday in six days from now. The weather was supposed to be nice, so I think that this uh, the snow we have on the ground right now. It'll probably be gone. Um, if I had to place money on it, I'd say that the Cowgirls would be playing in Frisco. Now. Yeah, I just looked at the weather there. We're going to knock on some wood, but on Sunday, it looks like it's going to get up to 50. So, Saturday, it's going to be a little iffy. Uh, it looks like it's going to be about 39 degrees, but I think they should be able to play in Frisco. Very good. Because like you said, Ian, the Cowgirls, you know, there's a reason they play those games besides uh, the rankings aspect of it. And it's to, uh, you know, experiment with your lineup, tinker a little bit, get kids who might not get at-bats in conference play against Texas and OU, get them at-bats against uh, Tarleton State. Um, no disrespect to Tarleton State. I do not actually know where they're ranked. They could be a lot better than I think. But, you know, as of right now, I feel like Coach Gaishi – would be uh, more comfortable giving kids at bats against uh, teams, um, you know, much smaller on the uh, on the softball circuit than uh, like against OU. So there's a reason they schedule these games for a myriad of uh, reasons, and I'm sure the Cowgirls, just as much as anyone, uh, want to see uh, them get played and get to play in some games. Anybody else have anything to add before we uh, switch over to baseball, real quick? It's hard to believe that there's going to be a game in Cowgirl Stadium in two weeks. Less than. You know, yeah, especially with. If you look outside right now, the, the snow is up to your shins, and then we're going to be playing a <laughs> in uh, 10 days. 
Brody, as a uh, lifelong still still Weijin, I think that's the term. Uh, have, have we ever seen snow like this uh, up in late February? Or I guess it's kind of middle of February. In Stillwater ever. You know, regardless of the month. Usually when we get snow, it gets on the grass. The roads are rarely impassable. I've never seen the roads in this condition in my 20 years here. Wow. Well, hopefully... Uh, Everything would be back to normal, and we can play the games in Cowgirl softball uh, in in warm conditions because I think that's what everyone wants on the field and in the stands and even in the press box. But I think regardless, um, it will be a fun time. The press box popcorn will be keeping us nice and warm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so let's switch over to uh, baseball now. We are just six days away as of this recording from the opening of O'Bright Stadium. And I think uh, Sam mentioned or Ben mentioned it earlier that it was going to be like 50 degrees, which is a lot better than what it is right now. So, fellas, A, have you been in O'Bright Stadium yet? And how excited are you to see O'Bright Stadium for the first time? The closest I've been to O'Bright is the uh, Michael and Ann Greenwood Tennis Center. So right across the street, I've uh, I've. Uh, Sat in, I sat, you know, on the side of the steps of the uh, the pearl gates of Obrey Stadium, but have not yet uh, been able to enter, which you know, it, it's going to be a glorious moment. That moment is, guys. I'm, but, go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead, I've been in twice. The first time was in February, so about a year from now. I went in there to claim our seats for our season tickets. Um, almost shed a tear when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> uh, and then I went in there again a few months ago. They were playing a fall game. I uh, They were letting some fans in, and it is everything it's advertised and more. Mm. Brody, I'm imagining diamond encrusting everywhere and maybe some gold plating on the uh, walkway, causeway. Are there just, you know, uh, chandeliers hanging from the rafters? That, that's what I'm imagining. Exactly. The people that work at the concessions have tuxedos on. Uh, <laughs> Are coming down with the uh, you know the cotton candy and the peanuts having on a silver platter, all very high class. Well, uh, I know everyone's certainly excited for that Obrey Stadium opener, but you know, kind of oddly, I figured the Cowboys won't open the season in their glorious new stadium they've been waiting to play in for so long. They're going to go to Texas State, um, another uh, cowgirl, cowboy diamond sport in the uh, the Lone Star State, and. Guys, in two days, they're going to be playing Texas State, um, excuse me, Sam Houston State in, in in two days. So we'll see what that holds. It's going to be on ESPN Plus, so we'll certainly be able to watch them. Um, it's going to be a fun time just to see what this team's got. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see uh, what happens there. I'm glad it's on ESPN Plus. Uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, Josh Holiday and the boys have going for them, especially against a team. I don't know much about Sam Houston State. I feel like they're a sneaky good team, potentially. You could see them, you know, being like a three seed in an opening regional, and who knows what happens after that. But it's going to be very exciting to see what happens this weekend. Yeah, in Holiday, he's been he's been telling us, you know, in the entire lead-up to this season that this, uh, this non-con schedule, it's no cupcake walk. You know, there's going to be with the with the way the lineup is right now, where you're just trying to give kids time and like ship everything around and get used to playing baseball. Um, 
it's going to be certainly like not no cupcake, uh, no cupcake games for the Cowboys. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. And uh, you know, you look at the rest of the week. Um, you got Sam Houston State. You got Little Rock, which would be the home opener. And what I just realized is I have a class uh, during that game, so I am now just devastated. <laughs> But it'll be fine. I'll, I'll find a way to sneak in this weekend or next weekend and uh, catch a game at the ballpark there. But, again, a really yeah, solid schedule, like you said. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's funny because we just had a long conversation about how, like, you know, the word Sam used was chaotic. The, uh, the first, you know, week, week and a half of Cowgirls softball is, guys, I'm just over here kind of chilling. Like, baseball, you know, we're just, you know, slowly plodding along towards the start of this season. Haven't had any schedule changes or anything of that nature yet. Of course, you know, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed with the way uh, 2020 and 2021 have been. But I would say the biggest announcement we can bring on the pod this week is um, for people like you, Ian, for students at Oklahoma State who are just trying to catch some games, maybe skip some class or maybe have the Zoom uh, in the stadium and go, you know, attend your psychology lecture in the middle of the third inning. Um yeah, the biggest announcement is that students are going to be able to claim their tickets online every Monday. So set your alarm in. I'm going to be doing the same. Um, and then the student section is going to be out in right field. So uh, that's where students will be. Mm. I think that's going to be a fun, fun time in Obrey Stadium, uh, hanging out with a bunch of, you know, 19, 20 year olds anxious for some baseball. So that's definitely the biggest news. Uh, doesn't have anything to do with uh, the team, the roster or the schedule, but it is certainly some news uh, we can bring you on the double-headed podcast that's going to be absolutely fantastic and i just saw something on the schedule that i don't think i've seen before uh oklahoma state is playing at louisiana monroe but it's at arlington texas so i think they're playing at the brand new globe life park or i think that's what it's called i should know i'm a ranger fan but they're playing at the new ranger stadium so hey that's awesome because Ooh. I, I haven't seen it yet, but again, it has to be a really nice ballpark. So that'll be fun to see uh, them play that game. I didn't notice that before. Has that been on the schedule uh, the, in the past week? It just added it. They just added it. Yeah, it's, it's fairly new. And it's, um, it's kind of a different situation because, as we've seen with Tom Girl Softball, playing all these best of the Bayou tournaments and stuff, this is really the only, um, I guess, tournament or, you know, uh, neutral site kind of game like that the Cowboys will be playing it's just a one one game um, in Globe Life Field down in Arlington Texas and you know for those wondering we saw XFL and you know all sorts of different events at the Rangers old ballpark Globe Life Park this game is going to be in the Rangers new ballpark Globe Life Field so guys I don't know about you but I think it's pretty neat that the guys we go to school with and the guys we're going to be covering this season are going to be playing on the exact same field that hosted the World Series. So I think that's pretty neat. It's true. Yeah, it's it uh, a quite a time to be a Cowboy baseball player to not only get to open up one uh, brand new facility, but uh, get to play in a almost brand new Major League ballpark as well. So what a time. Uh, I, I'm sure that might find its way into a recruiting pitch or two uh, for uh, Coach Holiday is uh, letting the kids know that they're not playing on uh, anything that would be considered shabby. Uh, absolutely 
So I know the uh, the Big 12 championship is at Oklahoma City. When do you think they'll get they could move it down to the uh, that new ballpark in Arlington? I think they already announced it's going down there in 2022 or three. Something. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I oh, think Brody's spot on. I think I think there's like two more years of eligibility or whatever they signed on the contract to host it at Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark in OKC. And then I think Brody was correct in 22, 23, 24 for the indefinite future. It's going to be in a Globe Life Field. I'm not speaking on behalf of any official capacity, but I can't say back in the 2000s, I think, they hosted that at, Glo- at the ballpark in Arlington. And I wasn't alive, but rumor has it it was a total flop. Mm. Because, you know, you're playing in a stadium with 60,000 people and a game at 9 a.m., probably not going to be uh, that big of a turnout. Uh, right. But who knows? I'm keeping an open mind about it. Yeah, and hey, I also have, you know, it's been uh, hosted in Tulsa in the past. And also, um, people are throwing out uh, the, the ballpark that's going up in Kansas City or the AAA affiliate. Um, I believe, like, the Wichita Wind Surge. I think that's the AA affiliate up there. Um, and, you know, Omaha, there's a ballpark, uh, obviously, in Omaha. But there's also, you know, <laughs> some different options that the Big 12 has uh, that we that they've thrown out um, for hosting that Big 12 tournament. Or there's a pretty nice stadium in Stillwater, too, that I think they'd be happy to host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, again, the Bricktown Ballpark in Oklahoma City isn't bad. So if this is, like, the last year – like second to last year I gotta go get a ticket if it's in if it's in my backyard so so the final question I have for you guys this is our closer segment uh because of all the snow let's just say you're in a snowball fight and you could bring one OSU legend with you who is it and why I'll let the twins go first all right I'll go first because I feel like Sam and me might have the same answer but guys if there's a you know fantasy osu legend snowball draft this player is most easily the 101 all right i'm gonna take him off the board and be really happy with it mr brandon whedon i mean this man has a right arm that's just like legendary around here he can throw baseballs and footballs i'm thinking you know his years uh drafted you know by the major league baseball a baseball isn't too dissimilar from a snowball so I think that's what makes Brandon Whedon my 101. I was going to say the ability to uh, draw up plays and kind of uh, conduct a huddle, maybe strategize a little bit. Uh, that was the option I had in mind as well. However, my, I, I was also thinking of another guy, and uh, I might need to qualify this option by saying maybe let's give him a six iron. But – I think a little off the radar or under the radar, uh, off the off the board pick would be Ricky Fowler, because what man, mm. what man knows how to uh, place little white balls like uh, Ricky Fowler does, uh, 100, 200 um, yards away. So, uh, I mean, obviously you have to use your imagination a little bit. Um, there might be some crumbling a little bit, but. I'd like to see – I'm sure Ricky Fowler, he's an athletic guy. I'm sure he can sling it a little bit too. But I'd like to see what Ricky Fowler could do if I'm the one hacking the snowballs into some icy mess and having Ricky Fowler tee off. With all due respect, I don't know where Ricky Fowler is right now, but I doubt the weather is what it's like right here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm gonna guess Ricky Fowler is uh, probably in a much warmer place, uh, maybe on the range. Who knows? But uh, I'm gonna guess it's in a much warmer environment. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna bring uh, with my sport Michelle Smith, greatest football pitcher ever, left-hander. A softball's a big, you know. I've got one right here somewhere, I think. Um, hold on. <laughs> I mean, look at this thing. If she can throw this big, 60 miles an hour, she can really sling a snowball. That is optimal snowball size, I would think. Yeah, even more more comparable than a baseball. So, I don't know, Brandon Whedon, he might not be too at home. I don't know. (laughs) I'll put Michelle Smith up against Brandon Whedon. And I've never seen a really underhand softball delivery with the type of power. That, that That could throw anyone off for just a little bit. They might not expect that. Yes, it could. Ian, did you have a name uh, in mind? Or I know uh, going last might be a little tough. We uh, took some quality <laughs> names off the board. I was thinking Michelle Smith the entire time, and I thought I was just going to just glaze on through. But, ah, Brody, you got me. I should I should have known you wouldn't take. Say that again? How about Sam Shaw? Well, no, I was actually – I'm going to go ahead and take Matt Holiday. Figure, you know – the left fielder, he's probably got a cannon on there. Long range, man. I don't know if you've ever been in Matt Holiday's presence. That's a big boy right there. He, can... <laughs> he looks like the type of guy that has made millions of dollars playing a sport. Yes, he does. <laughs> hey, we got We need to get him on. I feel like that'll be a fun conversation. So we gotta we gotta get some guests on here for sure. Whenever we're back in, you know, the studio that we are in. That we usually are in. So, anyway, guys, that'll wrap it up for today's episode of the Doubleheader. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on, I think, Spotify and on Apple as on the uh, OCAST platform. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Uh, just, you know, follow us all on Twitter. Uh, I don't know where we'll put the description at. But, again, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>